I'm John Peters, one of the founders of Callaway's Nursery. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now here's Neil. All right, John, you may want to hold judgment on that proud thing and see how it goes. I'm pretty tired. We have our son, Todd, and his wife, Jen, in town through a couple hours from now. They've been here a couple days is all, but it's been a wonderful visit. And our whole, uh, all three of our kids were there together and grandkids and, oh my goodness, it's been a fun two or three days. So, And then we got our house cleaned up. We have worked and worked and worked. And it had 22,000 uh, books in the last uh, 12 months go through the house. And my wife said, Neil, this is not a factory. Get them out of here. So they're out in the garage. Well, they're gone now. They're all sold. But that's the, the most recent sales. But cleaning up in the aftermath, oh, my gosh. It's a lovely home, but it needed help. It needed to have stuff put back where it needed to be. And, and we got done. And we've had a wonderful visit with Todd and Jen and Brian and Tina and all those kids and their kids and Aaron and her kids and, and uh, great-granddaughter Jackie, who is the star of the show because she's only 20 months old. You're always going to be a star at that age or 19 months old. Anyway, it's been fun. But I am so tired. My wife is so tired. I think we're going to promise ourselves the afternoon off today. Thank you for listening, and we're here to talk about the plants at your place. Your plants, your garden, your landscape, your lawn. This is the time as we head right on into uh, September, Labor Day weekend. Give me a call, 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Mrs. Bass, your son Mike is running my boards and answering the phones and being, as always, his very nice self to my listeners, and you should be very proud. I'm proud to have Mike here, and uh, folks, if you'd like to give a call now, we'll get you on the air fairly shortly. 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. There are the beginnings of a lot of fall sales of plants and opportunities to re-landscape after all that winter cold and things of that sort. So let's talk about it. Let's see how I can help you. Once again, let's fill those phone lines up. And uh, after I bragged about them, let's give them a workout. 800-288-WBAP. Call Mike Pass now, and he'll get you ready to go on the air with me. 800-288-9227. We begin our program each week with a visit with Steve Huddleston, the public relations manager of the Botanical Research Institute of Texas and the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. Steve, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Have some pretty flowers in bloom you want to talk about this week, and I love them. I'm just going to let you plunge right into them. Well, yes, I think fall is just around the corner, and these are precursors of our fall blooming season. One of them is Maximilian Sunflower. This is a native perennial uh, that we feature in our pollinator pathway between the Brit Building and the Garden Center. Uh, gosh, these narrow, unbranched, uh, well, the unbranched stems grow to a height of 3 to 10 feet. The leaves are long and narrow, hairy, and slightly wavy. And then numerous yellow flower heads grow on the tips of these stalks and from leaf axles. The flower head is about five inches across. The center is one inch or more across and uh, can be green to dark brown. These are perennial plants. They form large colonies. And because of their height, I would put them toward the back of the border. This is a spectacular plant when you see it blooming in a, often in a ditch alongside the road. Uh, I went to Oklahoma City 
to pick up some daylilies years ago uh, in September, a little bit later in September, and they were blooming with great abound up there. Oh, golly, this is a pretty plant. Maximilian sunflower, Helianthus maximiliani, Annie, I'm sorry. There you go. Yeah, the tongue isn't going to work today. I'm not going to try things like that again. But that one's really pretty. You ever see that in nurseries? I I have not, I don't believe. No, I haven't. Uh, but we have featured it in this, uh, well, it bred in our swales and, and, and now in this pollinator pathway for several years. And they're just outstanding late summer through October. Bees and yeah. butterflies love that plant. Absolutely. Yes. Lots of butterflies on it. That's great. All right. What else do you have? Well, there's one called partridge pea. This is a an annual that gets about one to three feet tall with pinnately compound leaves that bear many small yellow-green leaflets, which fold together when you touch them. Uh, the large, showy yellow flowers arise from the leaf axles. Each flower is marked with red and is followed by a narrow pod. Uh, this wildflower provides bright summer color June through October, and the flowers attract bees and butterflies. The seed pods are eaten by game birds and songbirds, and then the plant provides excellent cover for game birds and browse for deer. So, again, we have these in the pollinator pathway between the Brit building and the garden center. Very pretty now, very showy. Super. I have not grown that one. That would be good. That's a good one for me to use to bring deer into my landscape. Uh Yes. Yes. (laughs) Or maybe I won't. I'll plant it down the road somewhere. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. All right. And one of the all-time favorite uh, plants of the South. This is a fall-blooming bulb, and folks, you need to hear this uh, because this is one that you need to have in your landscape. Tell us about this one. And they are starting to bloom now. I've seen them pop yes. up in the garden. Uh, these are spider lilies. This is Lycoris radiata, a small bulb with foliage that appears in the fall, goes through the winter green, and then dies down in the spring. And then late August or early September, these 18-inch tall stems just shoot up as if from nowhere and produce beautiful red flowers with protruding stamens that create a spidery-looking appearance, so hence the name spider lilies. The flowers last about two weeks, and this is the first week for bloom. Full sun to a dappled shade, they are prettiest when planted in large drifts. Don't plant them in a single row, but a large drift of at least, you know, 25 or so. Uh, we've got these blooming throughout the garden uh, along University Drive and within the garden. Just beautiful. Yeah, that's a that's an old heirloom plant that is still readily available in garden centers. Folks, uh, several things that I have observed. I'm going to give Steve absolutely equal time to, uh, to uh, uh, give a differing opinion because he very well may have it from his experiences. I find that these do not bloom every year uh, as well as they did last year or the next year. Uh, this year may not be quite as heavy because of the cold last winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That, that that does happen. Um, I also find that they do best if they're not disturbed every year. This is not a plant that you dig and divide every year. It's best if you dig and divide it at least every 40 years <laughs> or something like that. Leave them in place for a long time because they clump and make beautiful uh, established clumps. Some of the prettiest ones you'll see are around old houses where uh, grandma uh, uh, moved to assisted living somewhere and the next yeah. people just didn't do much with them and yeah. uh, they just continue to bloom we have an abandoned house across the street from us that now has been torn down and and uh, this and its sister the uh, surprise lily or naked lady lily bloomed about a month ago and it's another like chorus and they've bloomed without anybody around them for the last many years so anyway just my thoughts how how far yeah, off would that sound yeah good good point 
All right. Then you have some ornamental peppers. Oh, my goodness, aren't those beautiful, and aren't there a bunch of them? Well, yes, and our gardeners are beginning to uh, uh, plug in uh, spots of color for fall. So where some of the summer annuals have uh, faded away, we're plugging in with fall color now, uh, and a couple of those plants are ornamental peppers. They're beautiful in the fall. Many of them, I like the ones with the dark foliage, black or black-purple foliage. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a couple that I found this week. One is Midnight Fire. This has black foliage accented by purple fruit, which matures to bright red. And then there's Onyx Red. This is a compact, well-branched selection of ornamental pepper that features dark purple, nearly black foliage, purple flowers, and then small round fruits that mature from black to red. The mature plants will get about a foot tall with a similar spread. So, again, uh, ornamental peppers for fall, we like using them for fall color. They are fabulous plants, and, and yes, yes on those. Uh, nice in, in containers, nice yes. as, a, as a, a mix with mums, for example, mm-hmm. uh, to, to just give a variety of textures. So, yes, and you'll find them in a lot of garden centers, including uh, the sponsor of this hour. All right, stick work still up, BOACs yes. still up. Yes, we have stick work, both are in the fuller garden, and then uh, Texas uh, BOACs, 3,000 bee cups that capture water for the bees to drink. So uh, lots of things to see in the garden. And you mentioned fall plant sales. We will have one in October. I'll give more information about that as the time approaches. Oh, perfect. All right. How does somebody find the Fort Worth Botanic Garden? We are just north of I-30 on University Drive across from Trinity Park. All right. And on, uh, let's try the 24-hour phone line first. That is 817-463-4160. All right, and then the easy part is the website? That is fwbg.org. All right, that was the easy part, as I said, and it's a beautiful garden to go see, folks. Hope you'll do so. This is Steve Huddleston, the public relations manager of All the Above, and I thank him. Steve, take care. Thank you so much. Yes. All right. Talk to you soon. Take care. All right. And it's sponsored by Sunburst Shutters. They are the people who can do more to make your house look great than just about anybody else around. Nice people. Great product. It's made of polywood. Polywood is a man-made material proprietary to Sunburst Shutters. These are plantation-style shutters. Big shutters. Big louvers. Two and a half, three and a half, and four and a half inch louvers. Let me take you back in my life. Have you ever tried to paint a or even varnish a, a stained uh, uh, louver. Have you ever tried to do that? Louvered uh, shutters where you have a whole batch of them to do. Did you ever try that? Did you ever get runs in your finish? Oh my goodness. Then you try to sand it out once it dries and oh, it's a never ending cascade of agony. Sunburst shutters don't have to be painted because they come pre finished. The uh, polywood has a a color built into it, and they look like they have been finished to a thousand grit sandpaper. They are that smooth. They're so easy to clean, but it's not a wood product. It's not really, you wouldn't call it plastic because it's so much better than that. They don't warp or split or peel or crack, and they're so easy to operate. Like I say, they have the large louvers, and every sunburst shutter is made custom-made to its own individual window. Even if all your windows came out of the factory the same size, tape and bedwork makes them different sizes. And so that's why they come out and measure each window opening in your home. That's why they're so energy efficient, and that is why they are so light-tight and easy to operate. 
Oh, my goodness, you're going to love them. I hope you'll give them a chance to bring their shutters to your home, hold them up in the windows, and help you make a choice of which would look best for you. We have them. We've had them for a decade now, and we love them as much as the day they were brand new. Sunburst Shutters. On the web, at sunburstshutters.com. Give them a call. Oh, also available in Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco. This number does fine for all of them. 214-343-2601. 214-343-2601. Sunburstshutters.com. I'm Lynn with Callaway's Nursery in South Arlington. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Lynn, very, very much. First call up today, and the lines are filled. Thank you for that. First call up is Jay in Hickory Creek. Jay, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. I have a a question, maybe more of clarity than anything, but um, in trying to use the right amounts of basically weed killer along with pre-emergent, it seems like there's duplication across the products. And I was wondering if you could help clear up maybe what we should be using or not. We did use pre-emergent. Um, the three times this year. Then we did have some weeds that uh, needed, uh, I guess, the pre emergent didn't take care of, so we sprayed some 2,4-D, um, maybe April time frame. Mm-hmm. Then our lawn also had a nut sedge, so we got some image for that. Yeah, but that's a different the- that's a different category product that pre-emergence will not control. First of all, it's not a grass or a broadleafed weed, and secondly, it's not an annual, so pre-emergence won't control it. Okay. So pre-emergence is needed, and then if we continue to have the nut sledge stuff, we need to continue with that. Yes, Thanks. nut sedge uh, is, okay. uh, is, is a sedge, and all, yeah, let me identify it for other people. A lot of people call it nut grass. Uh, nut sedge has triangular stems. You can always identify any true sedge by rolling the, the stem between your index finger and your thumb. And, um, and and once it starts blooming, you'll see the different flower heads that it produces. It's a primitive plant, um, and it makes little nutlets down in the root. They look like tiny uh, pea-sized coconuts. And those are the means by which it propagates itself and they're also the means by which it spreads through the lawn and gets through the winter times it dies back to those um, to get rid of nut sedge you either have to use image the original image product or you have to use a, a more commercial product called sedge hammer and either one of those will work on nut sedge during the during the growing season uh, but you have to use those because the other things we talk about for pre-emergence and post-emergent weed killers don't touch nut sage. It's it's a different animal. Okay. And then one more question, please, on fertilization. We do want to plant ryegrass, but only in our backyard. Mm-hmm. So we did not put, we did not put down pre-emergent the last two weeks there. Okay. But come come October, excuse me, come April first, you're supposed to do the first fertilizer. Mm-hmm. Is that too early for ryegrass because it would promote that growth, which is about that time frame where you want that to start, start slowing down so that your Bermuda can come up? Oh, no, that wouldn't hurt at all. Uh, and okay. you're talking about just are you worried about just hurting the ryegrass or the Bermuda by an April fertilization for your Bermuda? Correct. Okay. I, I, I thought you were going to ask me about using a pre-emergent in April, and that wouldn't bother either. Uh, the ryegrass is going to die out in late April and May. And so if you fertilize your Bermuda at that time to boost it along, that won't 
be a problem for the Bermuda because it could handle the help getting rid of the ryegrass. Bermuda is not going to start to green up in our area until the second half of April anyway, and the timing could not be more perfect. Uh, what you'll probably want to do is as the ryegrass begins to thin out, it's a, a time of, of the life of a lawn called transition, and uh, you'll want to scalp the lawn a little bit, just drop them over one notch and, and get rid of the ryegrass. Uh, it's going to have some stubble to it. It's not a real scalping like you would do in late February if you, if you didn't have the ryegrass going on. But, no, you, you're going to be fine. All right, very well. I appreciate it. All right, good deal. Thanks for the call. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is my go-to gardening reference I can offer to you and say this is the best work of my career. I self-published it because I wanted to have a book that I could say was done the way that I really meant for it to be done. I hired Carolyn Skye to be my editor because I knew she was the best I'd ever worked with. I didn't want to have to take an editor assigned to the job by the publisher. I wanted to be the publisher and, and, uh, just, I wanted to have that, that flexibility. I wanted Cindy Smith to be the graphic designer because she's so easy to work with and so good, incredibly good. Those two ladies are the best I've ever worked with. And the three of us did this book. Carolyn would tell me, Neil, I don't understand exactly how you're saying this. I know what the what the wording is because I'm a master gardener. She never said it that way, but I knew what she meant. But she'd say, I think you need to reword it. It's, it's not clear. And I knew what that meant, and I'd give her a different version. Perfect. You got it. And that I really wanted the help with. And uh, as opposed to, Neil, this is what I might have heard from a publisher, Neil, you need to cut 10 pages out of this chapter. We need to condense the count because we're trying to keep the cost down. That is what publishers do to an author. Well, that's what I wanted to avoid. I wanted to make sure the book had what I needed to put in it in a coherent way, and that's what Carolyn and Cindy helped me do. And it's 344 pages. That's manageable. You can carry it. You don't have to put wheels on it. It's a hardback. That's quality. Quality paper, the best I could find. 840 photographs, mine. Carolyn has one of her photographs, and I have 840. Uh, printed in San Antonio, not overseas, to keep fellow Texans employed. That's what I cared about. A publisher would send it to China to print because it's cheaper to do it that way. Not in stores and not on Amazon. Not because I wanted to make every dollar I could. That's not the reason. I wanted to sign every book. And that made a big difference. I left the price way down at at, uh, at what the publishers would be charging the, the bookstores. So I sign every copy as it sells. Satisfaction is completely guaranteed or you get a full refund. 67,000 copies sold so far and not one request for a refund. It has 11 chapters that cover every aspect of lawns, landscapes, annuals, perennials, fruit, and vegetables. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar. Not with a grid or anything like that. This is a timeless calendar, but it tells you month by month what needs to be planted, pruned, fertilized, and sprayed in that month. Book's only $36.95 plus tax and postage. I sign it when I get your order and will ship it within a day or two of that time. You can order it two ways because it's not in stores or on Amazon. The two ways are by calling my office Monday through Friday, this week Tuesday through Friday, or better yet, by ordering from my website while you're thinking about it right now. That website is neilsperry.com. 
The office number, if you're going to call, is 800-752-GROW. But that's Tuesday through Friday this week, and that's 800-752-4769. The better way is to order it right now at Neil, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. As soils go from dry to wet to dry, our foundations are taken along for the ride. Serious damage can ensue. If you're seeing signs of what you fear might be foundation issues, let the experts at Advanced Foundation Repair do their thorough evaluation on your home's foundation. It's free, and if you don't have foundation problems, they'll tell you so. Their work is affordable, and it's guaranteed for the lifetime of the home. Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. FoundationRepairs.com. Hello friends, this is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. Thank you, Tommy, very, very much. That's our church, and I'm happy to provide that message. And the uh, online stream is at 10.05 for his service. The contemporary service is at 11.10, both of them from sharingtheheart.org. That is the First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney. They don't make pastors any better than Tommy Brummett. Let me tell you about Texas Premier Roofing Contractors serving the entire Metroplex with the finest in roofing since 1986. They have the experience of tens of thousands of roofs installed, including the Sperry Roof. I don't know that they got a lot of experience doing the Sperry Roof. I think they brought a lot of experience to the Sperry Roof. Things like they got it done quickly and they got it done really well those are things they had learned on other jobs over all those years and uh, they they were so careful with my landscape i appreciated that a great deal and the landscape appreciated it even more they do all kinds of roofs composition clay and concrete tile metal slate newer residential re-roofing in fact i have uh, lynn and i have good friends who uh, own several businesses in mckinney and we were at dinner with them a couple weeks ago and they commented that they were having their roofs uh, redone on a couple of their buildings and he said they're flat roofs and that's always a challenge i said who are you having do them and they said having uh, Wortham Brothers do them. I said, oh, that's cool. I'm going to be talking about you for a week or two in my ads because they are my sponsor and they are good. Now, if you have any any feeling that you might have a roof failure underway, you need to have Wortham Brothers come up and do their free inspection of your roof. They do that all the time, and they'd be happy to do it for you anywhere around North Texas. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. Before you get into the fall rainy season, call Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. If you need a new roof and you already know that, let them at least did the job or for sure do the job, you'll be just as happy as we are. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company at 972-562-5788. Wortham Brothers, W-O-R-T-H-A-M. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, wbroofing.com, 972-562-5788. Neil, Speary, and Callaway's go back since our nurseries opened. And I'm Paul with Callaway's in Richardson, the very first Callaway's. And now, back to Neil. 
Thank you, Paul. That store's been there 30 years or so, a long time. I'm not going to try to get a call in right now because I need to get to Dennis with his newscast. I'll do it quickly. We have Brent at Lake Weatherford and Angela and Burleson. You'll come up right after the news, and I will get to you. There will not be another ad break after uh, until we get you on the air once this uh, newscast is uh, out of the way. And thanks for your patience on that. A very quick message uh, about the fall pre-emergent application. Uh, you put them on right now, and the, the three uh, operative uh, pre-emergents that are most commonly in the marketplace are uh, uh, Dimension, which is often sold in nurseries and sometimes sold in hardware stores and feed stores. Dimension, uh, Halts, which is usually sold in uh, hardware stores and the national box stores, and uh, and sometimes in nurseries, not as often. And then Baylan, which is often sold in feed stores and sometimes in nurseries and sometimes in hardware stores. Um, those are granules, and you can apply them to any type of lawn grass as long as that grass has been through its first winter. It should not be new turf that was planted this year. Uh, they can be used beneath trees and shrubs. Uh, read and follow label directions for the amount to use. Uh, they must be applied before the weed seeds germinate. You try to do it maybe a week or two before the weeds sprout. Uh, so uh, this would be the time for annual bluegrass, rescue grass, and ryegrass. They're about to sprout. As, it, as we get a, a cold front and the temperatures at night drop down into the 60s, and especially if there is rain associated with that cold front, they're going to start growing, and this is the time to put out the pre-emergent. Your time is running out. You get one chance a year, and once these start to grow, you've blown it for the whole year. You're going to have to look at these ugly things next spring. All right, so that's um, so that's the that's the the technique and the and the timing. Um, when you go into the garden center or the hardware store, they may say we don't have any, and that may be the case. A lot of them don't stock these in the fall. If you do see products that are labeled as crabgrass preventer, that's what you're. That's the same product. That's going to be the the thing you're looking for. Crabgrass preventer. Uh, but it's not going to be used at this time of year for crabgrass. That application is made uh, in the first two weeks of March in our area and then repeated the first two weeks of June in our area. So you'd have three applications, one right now for the winter weeds and two in early spring and early summer for the, for the warm season weeds. I think I've covered everything. That's the important thing. So hopefully that'll make sense. It's all on my website. It was in my newsletter three weeks in a row in eGardens. So I hope that helps. Arbor Logical Services, the experts your trees deserve. They were back at our house a week ago, and they did some monumentally beautiful work along our county road because we have some uh, trees that were in an old fence row, and they cleaned those up, and they look so nice. I'm about to put a new fence in. And I wanted to get the tree work done before we did that. And, oh, it's just beautiful. So proud of what they do and so happy with what they did for us. The experts your trees deserve. Now, that was cosmetic, what they did this time. But they do work that will save trees. You have a tree that has a, a limb that is it has died back. And you say, well, what do I do? 
What do I do? And uh, they know whether that limb can be saved. They know whether leaving that limb in place or uh, uh, pruning it improperly will jeopardize the life of the tree because sometimes you'll get decay down into the main trunk. They know what to do. If you have a a tree that is in danger of splitting and uh, just breaking right down the middle of the trunk, they know what to do. I think that ought to be their other slogan. They know what to do because that really fits with these folks. Um, did you know, and I've told this several times, did you know that they do not have ladders on their trucks? They know what to do. They can climb the trees and be up in the trees. And Steve Hauser, the owner of Arborological Services, smiled once when I asked, don't you have any, any ladders on your trucks? He said, Neil, I don't want to hire guys. That, and he implied ladies also. He has had lady climbers. But he said, I want to hire people who have to have ladders to climb. They're not safe. And so... That's the whole spirit of it. In fact, Steve has uh, put together years ago and supported uh, the uh, contest of the Texas State Tree Climbing Championship. And he goes out and roots just as hard for the competitors that are not on his team as he does for his own uh, staff members. That contest has been going on a long time, and Miguel Paston is the current uh, champion has won it 11 times. He leads the crew that comes to our house. I am going on and on about arborological services. You think I like them? You think you're right. They're the best. Here's phone number, 866-552-7267, website arborological.com. Arborological.com, arborological services, 866-552-7267. It's the stuff. You behave and you listen to the police when they tell you what to do. People are talking about. 99% of this stuff wouldn't even happen. News Talk 820 WBAP. WBAP.com. My newsletter is Neil Sperry's eGardens. It's free. It's Thursday, just a little after 6 p.m. I spend one to one and a half days each week writing it. There are always five stories. This week, Diane Sitton is going to have a story, so I will write four of the stories. She does a beautiful job. Stephen Chambly does a beautiful job. He'll be in next week. But otherwise, I write all 20 or 25 stories uh, the rest of the month. Uh, here are some of the things that you'll always find in eGardens. You will always find a featured question of the week, something that's come up many, many times. Recently, it has been armyworms, or it's been gray leaf spot. And I think it may be uh, webworms coming up this week, although I've already featured them once. But, boy, they are everywhere. That's uh, one thing. Another thing is a featured plant of the week. And another is gardening this weekend, where I point out the most important things that you need to be doing in your landscape and garden on that particular weekend. It's free, as I said, and always will be if you want to sign up for it or just see what it looks like. Go to neilsperry.com. Same place you buy my book. That's N E I L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Neil Sperry's eGardens. Click on the eGardens tab and take it from there. 99 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now on WBAP. And WBAP.com. Governor Abbott has extended his disaster declaration in Texas border counties. I'm Dennis Martin at the WBAP 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com, WBAP, first traffic and weather on the ones. An accident's blocking the number one and number two lanes of southbound 35E at Laurel Land Road. 
not to be outdone, there's an accident on northbound 35E, blocking the number one and number two lanes right at the Dallas North Tollway. For WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Now the WBAP forecast. Partly cloudy today, a little cooler, with scattered showers and storms as well. High temperature, 93. On Labor Day, that's tomorrow, it'll be partly to mostly sunny, and there's a possibility for isolated showers or storms, but it's only a possibility. High temperature tomorrow, 92. Governor Greg Abbott has extended a disaster declaration for 43 Texas counties. It's a response to the ongoing border crisis and supersedes his disaster declaration of late May for 34 counties along the border. This new declaration intended to provide state assistance to the counties, providing more resources and strategies to help them deal with border crossings by illegal migrants. Leading cause of death nationwide for law enforcement officers so far this year has been COVID-19. David Tilley with the Plano Police says it's in the nature of the job that exposure can be a problem. You know, we're in a similar situation as the healthcare workers. Our officers are placed in, in situations where we don't always know exactly what we're dealing with and what the condition of, of the people that we make contact with are. Tilly says so far this year, among the small number of cases that have occurred among Plano officers, none has been fatal. From the WBAP 24-7 News Desk, I'm Dennis Martin. Next update at 9 o'clock, 24-7 news coverage at WBAP.com. Thank you, Dennis, very, very much. Let me uh, tell you right now about Callaway's. You know that Callaway sponsors this whole hour, this whole year. You know how much a uh, talk show host appreciates that kind of loyalty as a sponsor. That's pretty critical, and I do my own selling of my ads, so I am really in the fray on that one, and and, uh, they have been so nice to sponsor this, and I hope they'll sponsor it for the rest of my life, and and, uh, I hope you'll let them know. Gosh, thanks for sponsoring Neil's program. Best way you can do that is to go into your closest uh, Callaway's, ask for the manager on duty, and just let him or her know that you appreciate the program and that you listen to it. If they hear a few people say, I listen to Neil's program on WBAP, that message gets back to corporate office. I'm not charging them for this time. That actually applies to all of my advertisers, but most especially a company like Callaway's that sponsors the program. Goodness gracious, at this level. Sponsors a whole hour. Let me tell you what they have going on this weekend. They invite you to stock up now on the best fertilizers from Callaway's Nursery. I did that two weeks ago. So superior, they even put their trusted name on them. Callaway's Natural Garden Food and Callaway's Premium Lawn Foods will keep your lawn healthy and at its peak. Their premium lawn foods are preferred and specially formulated for the DFW area. They provide season-long nutrition with a slow-release formula that lasts for weeks beyond your average fertilizers. For new lawns, rest assured their premium lawn food will establish strong roots and add a lasting green color. If your lawn is already established, the phosphorus-free option is the way to go for consistent growth. Their natural garden food is ideal for lawns and flower beds, vegetables, trees, and shrubs. This highly enriched fertilizer stimulates growth above and below the soil. It is great for maintaining your landscape organically. Simply ask one of your Texas Certified Nursery Professionals to make sure you have everything to get the lush landscape you've always dreamed of. You can always count on Callaway's to bring you the very best. 
Everything is backed with their 100% satisfaction guarantee. Visit the Breezy Open Air Store in your local community or order online at Callaways.com. Take advantage of their convenient curbside pickup or delivery. They're open seven days a week from 9 until 6, so they'll be open in about 18 minutes. Callaway's Nursery, that's life lived beautifully, and it's Callaway's, C-A-L-L-O-W-A-Y-S, Callaway's.com. Get social with us. Like WBAP on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WBAP 24-7 News. Wherever you want us, whenever you want us. News Talk 820 WBAP. WBAP WBAP.com. Many of you are aware that the city of McKinney is home to the World Collection Park of the Crepe Myrtle Trails of McKinney. That is a not-for-profit foundation. Uh, to which my wife and I have been uh, actively involved since 1998. The 15th annual Crepe Myrtle Run and Free Family Festival will be held uh, coming up on September 25, Saturday morning. And uh, that is a part of the uh, uh, Crepe Myrtle Trails of McKinney Foundation. The countdown begins for 2021 Top Texas School Bragging Rights. Saturday morning, the same weekend as McKinney's Oktoberfest, we'll have a one-mile fun run fest and festival. It's evolved into a back-to-school community favorite with a world-class petting zoo, inflatable obstacle course, face painting, tons of prizes and contests. USATF Certified 10K and 5K starts at 845 for serious runners who love the flat and fast course through McKinney's beautiful trails. Congratulations to the 2019 Top Schools Run winners. We didn't have a run last year. Walker Elementary in McKinney, McClure Elementary in McKinney, and Evans Middle School in McKinney. Almost $10,000 was donated back to North Texas area schools from our last run. A heartfelt thanks to our 2021 sponsors and McKinney Community Development Corporation, MCDC. Register early for runner discounts at cmtrun.com, cmtrun.com. And help our youth by listing any school that's involved. The Crepe Myrtle Run is located at McKinney Boyd High School. That's at 600 North Lake Forest Drive, just north of Virginia, in the north parking lot. And uh, that is uh, the Crepe Myrtle Trails of McKinney, the Crepe Myrtle Run. And it will be on Saturday morning, September 25. Let the Texas Certified Nursery Professionals at your neighborhood Callaways help you. I'm Tom McLaughlin from the Flower Mound Store, and now back to Neil. Thank you, Tom, very, very much. And as promised, we go back to our phones. We have Brent at Lake Weatherford. Brent, this is Neil. Good morning. Hey, Neil. Good morning. I always enjoy listening to you for getting ready for church. Hey, you, uh, is it going to do me any good to put up any uh, any pre-emergent for stickers this fall, or should I wait until uh, February? Uh, it won't do any good now because they're not going okay. to germinate now. They'll they'll germinate okay. in March. I wouldn't put it out in February. You need to wait until March. Okay. Does that depend on a little bit if it starts getting warmer in February? Like it Does did that... this year? <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah, yeah. Not much yeah. reason to put it out in February. It would have to be a monumentally odd February. I'd, the March I'd say, 15th, then. March yeah, the 15th. earliest I've ever recommended is the 1st of March. That's the earliest I've ever recommended, normally the okay. the 5th or 10th of March, <laughs> and then 10 days after that. 
Well, I bought your book, you know, two years ago. It's in the garage somewhere, and I can't find it. So I guess I'm going to have to go, go buy another one from you. <laughs> That's why we keep printing for people like you, Brent. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Neil. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, buddy. You needed that. After I make you wait all that time, I'll do that to you. <laughs> well, I got, the bo- I got the boat in the water while I was waiting on you. So everything That's good. All right. Have a good Bye, day. Buddy. All right. Bye-bye. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Mike, you can't replay, can you? Didn't he say he's going to church? Anyway, all right. Let's go to Angela in Burleson. Angela, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for your expert time. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for being patient. Absolutely. So I had an arborist come out um, for webworms because I thought they were bagworms, but that's a different story. But I have a squirrel that planted a red oak in my flower bed that is six to eight foot from my house. And his opinion was he'd leave it and just trim the branches away from the house, but he didn't think there would be any reason for concern. What is your opinion on that as far as my foundation? All right. Uh, foundation only. Uh, trees can damage houses in more, in more ways than just the foundation. Uh, is it a one-story or two-story house? One. All right. And is the, is the gable on that end of the house? Um, or no. does the... Okay, so go ahead. So, say that. What were you going to say besides that? Because I have a lot of peaks. It's a crazy no, no. roof line. Yeah, well, I'm just asking: Is there a high peak anywhere close to the where the trunk will no. be on that end? Then all right. No. That's that's another concern: is whether the branches will rub against the house, and uh, so uh, I would not want to have a red oak if I had the choice. What you have to do when you have a volunteer tree is you have to say, first of all. Is this where I would put it if I had the choice? If I went to the garden center and bought a 10-gallon Schumard red oak, would I plant it here? And almost always the answer is, oh, my goodness, no. You know, Mm -hmm. it's kind of, I put a little emphasis on it, but that's about the way it should be said. And um, so that being the case, it's better to move them than to leave them in a place that is probably not right. And, and and the proximity to the house is only one factor of it, Angela, because the other part of it is, does it does it do for my landscape what I need to have done? Does it block a view or does it frame the house or does it, uh, does it provide a nice uh, setting for the rest of my shrubs or does it interrupt the flow of the landscape? You know, I'm giving you pluses and minuses. Uh, is it really a contributing part of what I'm trying to accomplish with my landscape design? And rarely is that the case. Okay. Okay. So Thank how you. tall is I it noted. now? Oh, gosh. See, it um, was planted three years ago, and I should have done it then, but I was traveling so much, I didn't. And so, I mean, it is like about three inches in diameter on the trunk, and it is probably 15 foot tall. Yeah. Well, trees that, trees that size are moved all the time. Uh, what oh, you really? would do is, oh, I, the biggest Schumard red oak I've seen in the last two years transplanted was probably 12 inches in diameter. So it can be oh, done. Wow. A three-inch tree is not a very big one to move. Uh, but okay. it takes it will take half a day to move it, and you you mm-hmm. want to have somebody who knows what they're doing do the work for you. But it would begin mm-hmm. by root pruning it at this time to, to cut the roots and help and just leave it in place. You don't cut mm-hmm. any tap roots. You just cut the lateral roots at the pro- appropriate distance. And you leave them in place to start forming new roots within the, what will become the soil ball. And you let that go on for uh, uh, through the winter until until the 1st of February. And by then you have some new roots that will 
uh, help sustain the tree, and then you dig it and lift it and, and transplant it. So that's that's one option. But you have to decide. I can't see where it is. I can't see right. how it how it fits with the rest of your landscape. I'd say one time in a thousand, they're in the right spot. Well, six feet is not you could kill. six six feet is not very far away. I have a Schumard red oak that was about. Uh, uh, about the size of yours when we moved into our house 44 years ago. Uh, our son Todd put a drone up last night uh, on the county road uh, beside it, and it is at least 60 feet tall now and three feet in diameter. And so there's half of your distance to the house right there. It has roots that are probably uh, 15 or 16 inches in diameter, uh, six feet from your house. Uh, not, not my choice. Well, I'm, I'm happy to hear that it's not too late to transplant it because I nope, would like to transplant not it. Not all. That's a winter task. So good luck with it. All right. I think I stunned her on the last one. It can be done. All right. Thank you. Uh, Lana and Granbury will be my next call. We have two open lines now. Phone number is 800-288-WBAP. 800-288-9227. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is my latest book. If you have that book, you go to Chapter 2 and you look at any of the winter uh, uh, chapters. That's the calendar. Uh, you go to any of the uh, winter months, uh, especially December, January, and February, and it will say you can transplant established nursery, uh, established uh, trees out of nature or out of your landscape. At that time, that's the time of year that you do that. And that's what she's talking about. Uh, that's one little tidbit out of the out of the forty-eight page calendar uh, of chapter two. People tell me that chapter alone will pay for this book. Chapter one is the basics of gardening in Texas. What you need to to know to get started. Chapter two is the calendar. Chapters three through eleven are extremely detailed chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. I worked a year on this book. 840 of my photographs I found and edited and took to make sure that the book was perfectly illustrated. Cindy Smith helped me a great deal in placement of those, and Carolyn Skye was wonderful in editing the book. And uh, 344 pages, a hardback on high-quality paper, printed by Clear Visions Printing in San Antonio. I wanted to keep the Texas printers busy. The book uh, needed to say printed in Texas, not in China or some other country. That's what is so often happening to printing now. It's sent overseas. I wanted to go to the press checks to make sure that the color came back the way I wanted it. Hardback book. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, not in stores and not on Amazon, again, because I wanted to be able to sign every copy as it sells. And that's what's happening. If you'd like to get a copy, you order it from my website. That's the better way. Or you can call my office Monday through Friday most weeks, Tuesday through Friday this week. The website is neilsperry.com. The phone number is 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The website, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. 972-562-5788. 
Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing, 972-562-5788, wbroofing.com. Thank you, sir. Since 1983, the experts at Whiskey Stone have been leaders across the Metroplex. They've been turning landscape dreams into reality. Lots of reality coming out of Whiskey Stone. And uh, proud to tell you about Mike and Derry Quiznan, second and third family generations in this uh, business. And uh, it, it couldn't get any better. Uh, they have 22 acres of stone from giant landscape boulders all the way down to decorative gravel and everything in between you want to build a retaining wall they have the most beautiful stone to match the stone in your part of texas that's the neat thing is they can match stone so it looks like it's just part of the landscape part of the natural landscape of your your neighborhood uh, if you need to put a walk-in same deal there a patio a path whatever it is they have the stone you need, and they can show you how to do it. They have some samples, examples on their uh, in their deck, uh, their uh, uh, display garden, and they'll show you how it was done in each case. Uh, they have uh, paved stone, interlocking concrete pavers, and as I said, they have decorative gravel. They have river rock. I love river rock as a as a landscaping border. They have it all, and they can deliver anywhere. You can hear me, Whiskey Stone. 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth. Open Monday through Saturday. I don't know about tomorrow. Call them and find out. 817-429-0822. They'll be open tomorrow if they're open tomorrow. (laughs) Simple as that. 817-429-0822. Whiz-Q.com. W-H-I-Z-Q.com. That's Whiskey Stone. We at Callaways are proud to offer the finest in plants, products, and services. I'm Jim Burton from the McKinney Callaways, and we're proud to be sponsoring this segment of the program. And now, back to Neil. That's our store. That's Big Jim Burton. Thank you, Jim, very, very much. And let me see. I have I have a minute. Let me let me help Lana in Granbury. I think I can. She's been waiting a long time. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Yes, ma'am. How can I, I help? I have a Bradford pear, and this year is the first year that it has sent shoots up off its root system. Mm-hmm. And is that a sign of it going downhill? Yeah, Other it probably that, is. It looks uh, great. Yeah, it probably is. Uh, Bradford pears have a productive life expectancy of 10 to 15 years. Sometimes they'll live longer than that, but a lot of times after 8 or 10 years, they'll split. Um they have the very narrow branch angles, and so what happens when the when the thing starts to go downhill is the the branches pinch together and they begin to have some iron deficiency and nutrient deficiency showing up, and the next thing you know the tree splits right down the middle and and when these sprouts start showing up there usually is something that's run amiss, and uh, usually that uh, begins to signal the end of it. I. I hate to be the bearer of bad news because they are lovely trees. I used to this love one. them, but, yeah, when mine split uh, back in the early 80s, I said, you know what, I see now what everybody's talking about. I'm done recommending them. Yes, sir. Uh, it is a beautiful tree. I know. But it will they always do, are. It will do severe damage to the house if it comes down on its own. Well, you need so. to have an arborist look at it, the same people who would eventually okay. take it out for you. 
and uh, okay. you'll you'll have to hand dig a lot of those sprouts, or you can use a broadleaf weed killer on them. But it's going to be a, a one or two year task to get rid of all of them. They can be gotten rid okay. of. I got rid of all of mine, but that's okay, exactly what that tells you. So I'm sorry for that bad news. I do appreciate your waiting on me, folks. We have another hour coming up. If you'd like to call, it's eight hundred two eight eight nine two two seven. <laughs> 